and welcome to this week six boomer bust NFL fantasy football podcast. I'm your host, Steve Reed, with his two co-hosts. Back again this week, starting out uh, on the eastern side of the state. Drew, how you doing today, big guy? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. How about you, Steve? Uh, for reasons, uh, I mean, we could be doing better, but we're here. And uh, head out to uh, Kyle now. Uh, how you doing today, Kyle? Oh, pretty solid, big guy. Pretty solid. Wish I was drinking a brewski like you, but not all of us are that lucky. So you keep doing you. You know, you know sometimes when you hear Drew ramble for an hour, you just got to kind of ease your way through it so or get blocked out drunk yeah this is this is really all drew's fault so we'll start with that but uh <laughs> decent amount to talk about this week um along with our regular booms and busts the first thing i want to talk about and i kind of find it ironic that we talked about it last week is saquon barkley um i really thought he was coming back into his own his snap share was going up his usage was going up in new york and then he goes out and decides to mess his ankle up. Pretty severe sprain from the sounds of it. Um, I guess as soon as they took, uh, or from what I was hearing uh, when I was listening to uh, Matthew Berry's podcast, uh, Stefania Bell was talking about how basically as soon as they uh, they took the shoe off, it was swollen up, you know, probably the size of a softball or damn near. Um, so pretty severe sprain, it sounds like, for Saquon Barkley. He'll be limited going forward. I mean... If it if it's to the extent that we had with Mike Thomas a year ago, that season ending, I can't speak for how severe it is. But I mean, going forward, the, the Giants are now again without Saquon Barkley. Torn ACL a year ago. Now we have sprained ankle. Drew, this guy just can't catch a break. And uh, fantasy owners, I think everywhere, are kind of getting pissed off with Saquon. Yeah, I mean it sucks. I even was able to snag him in the second round of my one dynasty league draft, which was great. But you know, if he just keeps getting injured, it's not going to bode well for me, regardless. Mm-hmm. So I'm really hoping it doesn't last that long. But it did look bad. I watched the game, and it was pretty much the size of a softball. So that was not good. Yeah, Kyle. I mean, we're talking about this, and not only that, but Daniel Jones basically gets knocked out in that game he had trouble standing up he was dizzy you know basically got blackout drunk from the sounds of it and you know his world was spinning but to a more extreme you know extent here where uh he had he had a really bad situation there daniel jones questionable saquon barkley probably done for at least i don't know a month that takes him to the bye week if not longer your take on uh, this whole situation yeah like you said daniel jones described his symptoms as every Hashtag white girl every Saturday night, you know, just dizzier than hell and got blasted. But on the same note, though, what do you think of like Devonte Booker? He's he's a hot piece on the uh, waiver wire this week. I've seen guys in different leagues blowing 30, 40 percent of their fab on him. I mean, he did come in. He scored what a couple tutties and replaced the Saquon. So you think he's a a first show replacement for him, or what do you guys think? I personally don't know. Uh, I know I picked him up in one of your leagues I'm in. Uh, I dropped Jameson Crowder for him, which that's solid here or there. I mean, it, it's not huge, but yeah, you said it. Uh, Devontae Booker, two touchdowns last week, 40 yards rushing, uh, and three for 16 and a touchdown through the air. So uh, he's definitely going to get some utilization. And if I'm not mistaken, this was the guy that was drafted by – he was in uh, 
Denver for a little bit, or is that Devontae Free? No, that was Devontae Free. Yeah. Yeah. No, he was in Denver. Okay. Was he? This was a guy that I think everybody came in expecting him to like spell that starting role, and then Philip Lindsay kind of came out of nowhere that undrafted year. Um, but I, I definitely think this guy has some potential to be fantasy relevant for at least a week or two. I mean, this week he has the Rams. The Rams, I want to say, give up about twenty points to uh, to opposing running backs. If I uh, if I remember correctly, when I was looking at at some stats. Um, and he's, if Saquon's injury is as bad as it looked and it sounds, he's, I'd have to imagine he's guaranteed to be a starter for at least a month here. And that gives him the Rams, Carolina, who doesn't give up points to opposing running backs. Uh, Kansas City, who we know how bad that defense is. And the Raiders for the next month, which is the whole fiasco down there right now. So, I don't know. I picked him up in a league where I was desperate for a running back. I had bye weeks with Kamara. I had David Montgomery getting injured. So, I mean, he's kind of my slot in for this week. I don't know if Drew has a different opinion that, you know, he thinks he's going to be relevant at all, but I think at least for a week or two uh, he'll get some play until we get some more tape on him. I mean, yeah, I think that's the problem is, like, hopefully at this point in your fantasy season you're kind of set in stone on who you're playing at running back. If not, then I guess, you know, put him in as your RB2. But I don't know. I He clearly doesn't have as high of a ceiling as Saquon does. So, I don't know. I think the most you're getting out of him, like, I think the max he can get is around 15 points, which isn't bad, but that's, like, best-case scenario for me. He's never had a lead role. You know, who knows if he's ready for it. I don't know. It's just up in the air at this point. Right. I mean, it's not only that, but it's the fact that, at least this week, they're more than likely going to have Mike Glennon be their starting quarterback after that that uh, that scary hit that the Daniel Jones took a week ago. And, you know, Daniel Jones kind of played himself into fantasy relevance, at least in two QB leagues this season. This is kind of the stuff we expected from him last year where he, he really struggled. Um, but, I mean, I don't know if the role changes at all for Devontae uh, Booker. With Mike Glennon, I don't know if he gets more targets, more checkdowns, uh, but I'm, uh, I mean, I'm leaning on just because I needed a running back, and uh, uh, I, I do think Devonte has a decently high ceiling, but his floor is just as low as as anybody. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, speaking of running backs, we'll go to uh, New England now, where Damian Harris. Uh, he got injured last week. He didn't practice today. Uh, kind of a rough game, especially for fantasy owners. He had a fumble on, like, the half-inch line in that game. Would have got you a touchdown. Um, he fumbled. Didn't practice today. I want to say it was a rib injury, if I remember mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Um, so he misses practice. This kind of opens a door for no one. I mean, Ramondre Stevenson's there. You have Brandon Bolden, and they still have J.J. Taylor, but no one on that, in that New England backfield do I see fantasy rosterable. Um, Stevenson, sure, he was the MVP of the preseason, but that's about it. I mean, I don't know if, Kyle, you have any different, uh, you know, differing opinion here, but I, I think you still stay away from the New England backfield, especially with how shaky that team's looked. They, they damn near lost to Houston a week ago. Yeah, like you said, like, 
who do they have to choose from Stevenson and Bolden? Like, it's just going to be a committee, if anything. Um, they're going to have to resort to the passing game more now, obviously, because they're going to be playing from behind a lot. And, yeah, I don't know. If you're a Damian Harris owner, it's like, I don't know, what do you do at this point? Do you just keep them on your bench? Obviously, you probably just throw them at your bench, but you can't really drop them. But. I think it's frustrating if you're Damian Harris owner because we see the potential this guy has. Yeah, he's and good. The fact that Bill Belichick refuses to go to a com- you know away from a committee really really hurts his stock. I mean, I don't know if Drew, if you're picking anybody up in that backfield, I think Ramondre Stevenson probably takes over that RB one duty this week. Uh, if if Harris is out, but I mean, who knows? They could activate JJ Taylor, and guess what? He's now RB one for some reason. Yeah, I think with the way the game script's going to go for this week, you're probably better off picking up Brandon Bolden because he's going to be the passing down back. So I picked him up in a league, and, you know, playing the Cowboys, they're going to have to be passing a lot. So that would be my play. It's not a great play, I'm going to be honest, but that's probably your best option this week. Yeah, Drew Drew dropped Tyson Williams to get Brandon Bolden. Just putting that out there. Tyson Williams, I mean – his his game mean, script has just been so bad lately. Other than it's that apple week, apples. other than like that first week where they played Oakland, he hasn't really had positive game script at all. No, I mean he got a little bit of passing usage against uh, Indy on Monday night, which you know, thanks uh, Lamar for throwing a touchdown in overtime for losing me that bet, you piece of shit. But uh, here we are. How much money did you lose? Uh, it wasn't that much, but uh, it would have paid out about a thousand. Yeah, not much. No. Uh, speaking of, let's see, running backs. Stay, stick with the running backs. Go through the running backs before we head on to receivers. Um, Damian Williams in Chicago did not practice as well today. I mean, he was banged up last week, and uh, he still went in. And, I mean, he had, he had a good game. Uh, 16.4 fantasy points against Las Vegas in a game where I – I legitimately thought Las Vegas would get out ahead and you would see a lot of Justin Fields passing the ball, but I think uh, this John Gruden racist and sexist and whatever scan, you know, scandal that came out, kind of the same situation we saw happen in Jacksonville where you don't know who had that guy's back. Um, and I think they kind of played factor into this game. It was bigger than the game itself, and he was bigger than the game itself. And... Uh, you know, Damian came in 16 points for somebody that was, you know, RB2 to start off the season. And this is somebody that should have been an MVP of the Super Bowl when the Chiefs won it two years ago. So uh, I think this is a guy, maybe even once David Montgomery gets back, gets some more play because I think he does have a high motor. I think he's an, he's an exciting player to watch, but um, he didn't practice. Are we nervous this week? Um start with Kyle are you nervous if you're a Damian Williams owner you still plug him in your lineups I mean I mean everybody grabbed Damian Williams as soon as David Montgomery got hurt you know um if you have stock in him I mean don't worry about it I mean Montgomery's gonna be back in how many weeks right who knows I mean it was a hyperextension of the knee yeah so it could be a couple weeks max like maybe four or five so he's gonna be back no matter what but I don't know I mean the if you ha- if you are Damian Williams owner, I mean you could go out and pick up Khalil Herbert. I mean he lo- he looked like he got a lot of usage. He had what I believe eighteen touches. So I mean if you're worried about it to the point, I mean you could just drop him honestly and pick him up. 
but yeah. what do you think? Good. Yeah, good, Drew. Um, so, I mean, I would say it's really tough to be able to say you can play him this week just because he's not practicing. And in the fourth quarter last week, Khalil Herbert outsnapped him, out touched him seven to two. In closing for, time, for Russia. So it's like, are they trying? Were they? Is that just giving him opportunities at the end of the game, or is that them trying to work him into taking mm-hmm. more of the carries? You know, we don't know. But um, yeah, I mean, if he's still injured, and he goes in with an injury designation. I think we could see a little bit more Khalil Herbert this week. And I mean, in all reality, uh, Khalil Herbert outsnapped uh, Damian Williams fifty-three percent to forty-eight for Damian. So I mean, I have both in a league. I don't know where to go yet. Uh, I can't imagine starting both. That just seems foolish. But I mean, in the snaps that Khalil did see a week ago, he had what eighteen carries and he had seventy-five yards. So he's averaging a little over four yards a carry. He had a good week for somebody that you know, we didn't expect a ton out of, and he might earn himself some more playing time, just like Damian did a week ago. Uh, while we're in Chicago, we got to talk about Darnell Mooney, who also didn't practice today, or was limited to practice, pardon me. Um, I feel like every week Darnell Mooney's gone into a game questionable. He has some sort of nagging injury, because I, I swear he's on, I forget which one of my fantasy teams, but I get an update every week when he gets upgraded to active. Out of or out of questionable, um, it, it's kind of frustrating this whole Darnell Mooney situation. I mean, a year ago he had a ton of targets, but not a ton of catchable balls. And this year, he doesn't have a ton of targets outside of the Detroit game where he had seven for one twenty-five. That's really the max he's got in a game, and he hasn't capitalized on those. If if you're a Darnell Mooney fan, if you're not in a, in a dynasty with Darnell Mooney. What are your thoughts? Is this somebody that we see as droppable in the future if he continues this? Is this someone... I mean, redraft, I don't know how much value he really holds now. Uh, Drew, we'll start with you. You know, you're a Bears fan and everything, but is is this someone that redraft leagues we're, we're keeping relevant, or are we going to drop him if we're like uh, Kadarius Tony or something like that? Well, I mean, I, I guess it just depends on who's available to pick up. I mean... Until the coaching staff figures out how to use Justin Fields to his strengths. It's Matt Nagy. It's not going to happen. You really can't trust any of the Bears wide receivers. So, I mean, it depends on how many people in your league and, you know, who's in it. With If it's worth dropping him to pick up somebody on the waiver wire, he could still have a few boom weeks, but it's still going to be tough because you'll never know when to start him unless Justin Fields gets going. But... Mm-hmm. Who knows if that'll happen? So I would say he's probably not trustworthy. Here we go. Yeah, I I mean I agree. And then you can see that like Allen Robinson, that I don't be believe he practiced. Too. Yeah, he didn't practice because he has an ankle injury or injury injury. So, I mean, if you look at it, Allen Robinson and Darnell Mooney are basically at the same snap percentage share. So I mean they're getting around the same targets. I mean, at this point, he's literally just as valuable as Allen Robinson, or if not more. So to say he's a droppable player, I wouldn't go that far, but you definitely can't trust him. I mean, like Drew said, you got to get Justin Fields going to get any of these wide receivers in this Bears offense to go to. Yeah, those those issues have been really tough. <laughs> yeah. 
you know, it must be frustrating not only to be a Bears fan, but to be an owner of a Bears wide receiver. <laughs> when Allen Robinson, who's a bona fide number one in any offense and is guaranteed to put up borderline, you know, high wide receiver one numbers, has put up 10 points the once bone. all year. He's a bona fide number one and he's getting the fucking bone right now. I mean, it's it's just rough to watch because this, this dude's a stud. And we're seeing him, you know, five targets, six targets. You know, he had, he had double-digit targets once this season. And he's put up 10 points all, you know, one time all year. This guy last year was putting 15 to 20 up with Mitch Trubisky. So, I don't know. Something's got to change here in, in Chicago. And I think the whole John Gruden and Urban Meyer thing took kind of uh, precedence over Matt Nagy and him needing to be fired here in that uh, Chicago team. So, that was, uh, do you think Allen Robinson would be like the guy to kind of like buy low for like a dynasty league? Oh, absolutely. For like there, yeah. There's no doubt. If somebody's willing to sell sell low on Allen Robinson in a dynasty league, I'd even overpay for Allen Robinson. Because sooner or later, Justin Fields is going to figure it out. Sooner mm-hmm. or later, they're going to let him air the ball out. And this is a guy, once you know that offense starts clicking, he's going to get targets. He's going to get red zone targets. I mean, yeah. I think you have to. If you can go get, if you can go get Allen Robinson, go do it for on the low end. So, absolutely. Uh, before we get into our boom, let's go into uh, some wide receivers that had some issues. Uh, Mike Williams did not practice today. Uh, knee injury. This is the first time I think he's had an injury designation all season. So we made it a whole five weeks without Mike Williams landering, landering, landing. Yeah on the injury report and uh mike williams has been wide receiver one basically all year he's had one game against las vegas where he got absolutely shut down but every other week he's put up 20 plus points this guy has gone off this year uh i'm not reading too much into this until we see it really affect him in a game i'm still playing him this week uh and they have the bye next week so he's gonna have uh you know, this week they have uh, Baltimore in Baltimore in the bye week, so he should be 100% healthy at least in a couple weeks nonetheless. So I don't think it's a big issue. Kyle, what do you think about Mike? No, I'm not worried about him at all. Um, like you said, the only game that he had bad was against Las Vegas, and let's be honest, he only he did only have four targets. So, I mean, you can't produce numbers with only getting four targets. Unless and you're Robbie Anderson. and get one catch Robbie for Anderson. 75 and a tutty. Yeah, that too. But, like, going back to Mikey here, he, he's had a touchdown, if not two, every game except for the Vegas game, and he's put up hella big numbers. Number wide receiver two on the year. So, I mean, you got to start him with confidence. I mean, I know a guy in my one league who uh, just doesn't start him every week because, you know, he's kind of an idiot. But And then he won't trade me for him. I'm like, he's on your bench. Trade me him if you're not going to play him. He's like, no, I'm going to play him at some point. Yeah, you keep playing T. Higgins over him and see how that goes for you. Yeah. Major, you take Mike Williams. You worried? Playing him anyways? I'm playing him. I mean, at this point you have to play him, but it is worrisome because that's what kills him every year is getting injured, season-ending injury. But it doesn't look to be too bad so far, so – as long as he's active and not, mm-hmm. I would say at least questionable, you have to play him. Doubtful, I would, mm-hmm. wouldn't risk it. Yeah, we're, we talked about this, Colin, a couple weeks ago. 
on the recording that I'd fucked up and lost. Uh, but it feels like with Justin Herbert at quarterback, he's not really putting the ball in a place that Mike Williams is getting injured when he's going up to get him and coming down awkwardly. Because uh, if you watch him, he just falls, and it looks like he falls hard every time he falls going up for a ball. So uh, I think the the placement that Justin Herbert has with his ball uh, really helps him, and uh, I, I think that's kind of led to the success of him not being injured until this week. So Yeah, like like we were talking before, like Phillip Rivers, if you ever watch some of the games – Rivers would just throw the ball. A lot of 50-50 balls. Yeah, to the point where Mikey was just using all his vertical he could and catching the ball and coming down awkwardly while in motion. And like you said, Herbert can just place balls like right into Mikey's hands just beautifully. And just right in stride, and you see him bust off 70 yard 60 yard touchdown and, and, i mean he's still that big red zone target too which is super helpful so uh no, i i like williams and i'm i'm glad i bought so low on him this year i didn't really get much talk in him and he's really balled out all season uh last wide receiver we have to talk about before we get uh into booms and busts is going to be i'm just kidding i have one more wide receiver after this uh justin jefferson who has an ankle injury. He's questionable going uh, for this week against Carolina. Jefferson really hasn't taken a step back in terms of fantasy relevance from his rookie year. He's put up uh, 18 or more points in all but one week this year. He has three touchdowns on the season. He's getting anywhere from 7 to 11 targets a game, uh, all with you know about a 90% snap share. So uh, kind of same thing here with with Justin Jefferson, I'm not too worried about it until we see it become a nagging injury. Uh, just like Mike Williams, I think I'm playing Jefferson until this injury prevails and we have an issue. Drew, uh, do you have an issue playing Justin going forward? Uh, no, if you have him, you have to. You pretty much have to start him. You probably don't have a where you drafted him. Right. Uh, make this quick, Kyle. Yes or no, Jefferson going forward, as long as it's just questionable, no doubtful designation. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely have to play him. And just to recap real quick, uh, Adam Thielen didn't practice today either. So if neither of those two play, look at K.J. Osborne. K.J. Osborne. Other and yeah. Who else do they even have on that roster? Hold on. Uh, D.D. Westbrook. Yeah. Oh, D.D. Yeah, no. Uh, Ola B.C. Johnson. Those are probably going to be, you know, one of those two, if these don't play two. Someone's going to get targets. Yeah. Definitely. But, uh... Last wide receiver, Julio Jones. Uh, another injury. Imagine that Julio staying hurt. Uh, hamstring injury. He returned from practice, but still questionable. We know that these soft tissue injuries tend to take time to heal. Julio didn't play against the Jets two weeks ago. Didn't play against the Jags last week. They have Buffalo this week, which is going to be kind of almost our make-or-break game this season. Because uh, if you can't hang with Buffalo, then... You're going to be in tough a tough situation come the playoffs if we're expecting Tennessee to make the playoffs still like everybody assumed. Oh, and then next week you have Kansas City. So two tough teams back-to-back. Julio Jones, uh, if I have him, I'm sitting him. I'll start with Kyle. Start sit Julio Jones with an injury, even though he's questionable. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a major sit. I mean, if he does play, it's just going to free up A.J. Brown more. So 
I mean, the issue is you got Trey White and Levi Wallace covering your two guys, and Levi Wallace ain't no scrub in that in that secondary. So, there's that. Uh, Drew, Julio Jones, what's your opinion? Uh, yeah, I would say I'm. It's not looking good this week. I mean, Julio has been fantasy relevant one week since he's joined Tennessee. Everybody expected him to come out and have these huge numbers like he was having in Atlanta, where he was the only person on that roster to catch a ball. Well, he now has some target share, and he has Derrick Henry running the ball 30 times a game, so kind of tough. Uh, let's hop into tight ends. Quick and easy. Gronk, cracked ribs, big issue. He's not playing. Uh, I don't think you can drop him. I think he he takes that IR spot on your team until he comes back because we saw him be fantasy relevant with TB12 there in, in Tampa Bay with the Gronkineers. Um so I, I think Gronk, he missed last week. I think he uh, he just needs to take your IR spot. I mean, it makes sense unless you have someone like a, I don't even know who, one of the running backs that got hurt that'll be back, Montgomery, and you only have one IR spot, I might keep Montgomery over Gronk, but that'd be about it. Uh, you guys both agree, Drew? I'll start with you first. I mean, yeah, it's going to be tough to get rid of him, but at the same time, I don't expect him to be consistent throughout the year, even if he was healthy. So, it's just a stacked it, offense with too many too many mouths. Yeah, it just it's not going to be consistent in the first place, and this is just making it worse. The fact that he actually got hurt and it's been out, so no. it's not looking good. Fair enough, Kyle. No, I agree. The only thing that Gronk is producing right now for me is some last. If you go check out that USSA commercial, uh, that oh. you're welcome for showing you that. That might be the best <laughs> commercial was, ever. Freaking hilarious. Yeah, Gronk, Gronk, you should certainly are special. Yeah, Gronk, you are a special human being. Um, head to Philly. Dallas Goddard placed on the COVID uh, reserve list. He'll be out at least, what, 10 days? Or are they down to seven? Or is, it dependent yeah, on, is it dependent on your vac- uh, vaccination status? Do we know? No, I think it's still 10 regardless. Still regardless. But either way. Either way, he misses this week. Uh, Zach mm-hmm. Ertz is going to be your starting tight end. Sir Ertz is known to ball out. Um, I forget who Philly has this week. Let me pull them up real quick. Um, Philly has Tampa Bay. Uh, I don't like that matchup. You have Devin White covering in most of the game, who's a solid, solid, probably top three middle linebacker in the game right now, give or take. Uh, drop him in coverage against Ertz. Yeah, I don't, I don't like that. I don't think Ertz is a play this week. Uh, maybe after this week, if uh, issues continue to arise for Goddard. But at the same time, who else does Jalen really have to throw to in that offense? Devontae, that's about it. Jalen Rager's been trash. Quez Watkins has some flash plays, that's about it. So, uh, Kyle, is Ertz uh, making his way into a lineup for you this week? I mean, if you're like really hurt on tight end, like, like if you have like... your starting tight end, you might be starting Zach Ertz. Yeah, exactly. Because, <laughs> you know... Bears are trash. But anyway, Logan Thomas, if you have him on the IR, um, yeah, I mean, you could pick him up, plug him in. Um, Hurts, I mean, all he's, he's going to be targeting Hurts and uh, Devontae Smith the whole time. He's going to have to force feed him because they're going to be down. You might expect Gainwell to catch a couple dump-offs, mm-hmm. but other than that, I'm probably going to fade that whole Eagles offense this week. Yeah, Jalen Hurts probably the only one I'm taking in any league. And that's going to be two QB leagues. He's probably not a starter in a, in a one QB league this week even. Uh, that Tampa Bay defense is, is brutal. 
and he'll get you some passing yards, but he's also going to get you yards on the ground. So uh, that's the perks of having a, him in the two QB league. Drew, Zach Ertz, uh, starting, sitting. Um, your opinion? Um, I'd say if you're streaming tight end, you can definitely plug him in. With Dallas Goddard gone, he's going to accumulate some of his targets, and they both got decent targets as it is. So I think if you do, if you are streaming tight end weekly. He's the perfect play for this week. You'd be surprised at how bad the Buccaneers have been fantasy-wise against receivers. Mm -hmm. That's fair. So they're like 26th in points given to receive. I mean, like, it's bad. Which is a perfect streamer for this week. Uh, so I missed this over, going over the notes that I uh, was going through before, but Dalvin Cook back at practice today. Still questionable status for uh, this game against Carolina. If I'm Minnesota, I'm giving him this week off regardless. You have Carolina, who, first off, is a tough defense. Not even talking like fantasy point wise, you know, fantasy point wise, but just in general, like a solid tough defense. But you have the bye week coming up next week. You get him another full week off plus the bye week. Get him back in against Dallas in two weeks. Uh, I think that might help you in the long run more so than trying to force him back now and risk uh, extending that injury. So, uh, yeah, it looks like Dalvin Cook's back. Not much to talk about there. Uh, um, just just to piggyback off that real quick, um, I think they're going to probably force him more into playing this week than not because I do believe Alexander Madison's out with an injury. He didn't practice today either. I didn't either. see that, so thank you. Yeah, um, that'd be the only concerning thing. I think he was out with a shoulder or something. So keep an eye on that too, going forward here. But uh, yeah, I didn't know that. So good to know. Um, before we hop into our booms and busts, I do have a, an Alexander Madison question that dawned on me last week because we've seen him step in for Dalvin not only this week, but in I mean last year when Dalvin got injured. Um, Madison is a baller. I mean, there's no doubt about it. He's in his second year from Boise State. Uh, and in games that he started and had a more than a 60% snap share this year, he's had 25-plus points in each of those games. Do we think Alexander Madison, if he had an opportunity to be a starting every down back on another team in the league, say, uh, who knows, Miami or... Baltimore, is he a certified RB1 fantasy-wise, or is he just another guy? Because I think this guy could be a potential number one in a certain offense, given RB1 status. No, I, I agree. Like, he's definitely, he's, the dude's an animal. I mean, he can catch, he can run, he can run outside the line or, like, around the corner. Dude can do it all, and to have him as a backup is actually pretty pretty solid especially right behind Dalvin Cook mm -hmm. they really wanted to I'm really surprised I haven't went with the committee just to try and save like Dalvin Cook from being like unhealthy you know what I mean I think if Minnesota was guaranteed you know they're a bona fide playoff team you might see that but they're mm -hmm. a team I think if they make the playoffs they're gonna sneak by make it in so you got to get your stud out there every down Drew do you think if Madison played uh you know it doesn't even matter where just you name a city that needs a running back is he a bona fide number one? Yeah, I think so. He's shown us when he gets his opportunities that he can do really well with it. So 
I have no problem with saying that. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I just I started thinking about it, and I started doing my research, and at least this season, anytime he's had more than 60% snap share, he's had 25-plus points. So, solid uh, solid guy, and uh, I mean, I think I'd like to see him be an every down back in some somewhere. Who knows where? And he very well could be at the end of his rookie deal, because he's only in year two, so he's still a young buck. Um, with that, let's go ahead and get to our booms and busts. Uh, I really don't want to recap last week, but I mean, we oh, well, we're going to. to. We're going we to. We kind of have to. So, after I had a decent week two weeks ago, just to throw out this turd last week, so go ahead and... Uh, Bring the shit. All right, we'll bring Steve shit first. So for his booms, he had Saquon Barkley, Damian Harris, and Derrick Henry. (laughs) Oh, man. So Barkley and Damian Harris were negative five on the score column there. And uh, Derrick Henry boomed, which, I mean, you could probably all suggest because he almost ran for, what, 200 yards or something like that. So not a very good day for Steve there. Um, His buff. Yep, his busts were uh, DK, which he popped off. Yep. <laughs> uh, Emmanuel Sanders, which kind of got right around where he needs to be, um, and OBJ. So OBJ laid a big old fucking turd. So, we went even <clears> so for the yeah, so for the week you had a negative five total, and your total at now is negative ten. Hey, we take those. <clears throat> All right, so Drew. Booms for the week. Dalton Schultz, Naheem Hines, and Debo Samuel. Uh, Dalton Schultz and Debo both hit right around the target. Naheem Hines was a big shocker to all of us. Uh, he did not do so hot. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, your boot, your busts last week were Adam Thielen, which busted. DJ Moore, which you called, he busted. And Mike Evans, who ended up having two tutties boomed so for the week you uh actually cleaned even at zero so your total now is at a positive five i'm only down 15 only down 15 bud 20 i gotta do math hold on that was too hard i gotta get 10 points on it yeah 10 points in the second yeah i'm good keep going i'm a little drunk Okay, um, so for my booms last week, I had Daryl Henderson, which he got right around his projection. Um, my Corey Davis and Chase Edmonds, which all laid me fucking turds. So that was a negative 10 total there. But for bus, I had CEH, Juju, and Damian Williams. And two of those obviously busted. Damian did you manage to right. pick two that both got hurt for your fucking busts, by the way? Yeah, you like that? Let's be real. Kyle's out here spreading some fucking voodoo magic. Hey, now, if it works, dude, I mean, if, if I have anybody in my bust list, they're going to get hurt. Let's just put that out there. <laughs> I guess. Oh, man. So. Yeah, so, um, yeah, that's all the boom and bust this week. I'm at, still, I'm at a positive 25, which I have no idea how. And Drew's at a positive 5, and Steve's at a negative 10. So, you guys are kind of close down there, so hey, keep up the good work. coming. All I got to yeah. say is uh, I took over the lead in our underdog best ball league this past mm-hmm. week, so y'all can suck my balls. Yep, you're leading at you're nine points over me, and then I am about 30 points over Drew. And I, so. got, and I got fucking auto-drafted half that because we did that during the show, so feels bad. But, yeah. Um, 
let's go ahead and get into our booms and busts for this week. Uh, I know Kyle and I had two of the same booms and busts, or mm. one of each. I mean, we both had a same boom and a same bust. So uh, I graciously audibled for Kyle so he could take his booms and busts. Um, but we'll start with him because I don't know what his are. And uh, let's start with our uh, booms first. And who do you got, Kyle? All right, for my first boom this week was uh, Mr. James Robinson. And that was who Steve had. That was his number one as well, which I am gracious for, by the way. But anyway, so James Robinson, uh, I am I was very high on this guy this year, especially when I found uh, James Etienne was out for the season. James Etienne. James Etienne. Or, Travis Etienne. My bad. Yeah. Great. So, uh, they do have a pretty decent matchup against Miami this week. He is only projected at 15.58 points in sleeper in our keeper league. So, I mean, the dude hasn't scored under 20 points since week two and week one, which, which he didn't have. they were using Carlos Hyde. Yeah, and they're using Carlos Hyde out of the backfield and giving the dude touches in the backfield. So, with his uh, – Usage now, I mean, he's going to easily score 20 piece plus, and he's just going to have a big old game. And I'm kind of pissed that I traded him to Drew, but, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. You're welcome for uh, letting you take that pick, though. So. Yeah, thanks, man. Uh, my first boom, since, uh, you know, I'm so nice, I'm going to go Tim Patrick this week. He's rejected a, my, a measly 8.3 points. Um, for Denver, they have the Vegas Raiders coming up. The whole Las Vegas team is just a clusterfuck right now. John Gruden getting fired for racist comments. I mean, they're, it's a mess in Las Vegas. Tim Patrick, uh, since KJ Hamler tore his ACL and Jerry Judy's been out for, or he's going to be out for the foreseeable future with that sprain, uh, he's that number two in that offense. Well, maybe number three if you count Noah Fan ahead of him. Uh, but he put up 15, what, 16 points almost against Pittsburgh a week ago. I think he could easily put up, you know, 16 this week against Vegas. I mean, that he only needs to go five above eight. That, that seems super low for somebody that's going to be getting a ton of targets and that has a ton of snap share. He, I mean, he's been, ever since those injuries, he's had 90, 92% or more in two weeks. So, um, six targets and nine targets each of the past two weeks, uh, yeah, I, I think he could get a larger sh- uh, role in this offense with uh, the injuries going forward. So I'm going to go Tim Patrick. I like the play. Guy's bald since he's coming in the league. So, uh, Drew. So my first boom for this week, ironically, is going to be Daryl Henderson. He's projected at 16.43 points in our league, and they're playing the Giants. And the I just – I just feel like the Rams are just going to steamroll over them. Easily. So, and Daryl Henderson's, I don't think he has an injury designation so far. So, I don't know, I can just see him steamrolling that Giants defense. Nope, he's good to go. He actually made my honorable mentions list, so I guess I have to pick from my other two honorable mentions now that you guys both took one of my guys. (laughs) But uh, go ahead, kick us back off with your first bust. So, my first bust for this week is going to be Justin Jefferson. Projected for 18.1 points this week, and they're playing the Panthers. And the Panthers are the fourth fourth best defense against fantasy wide receivers this year. And he's also carrying an injury designation. Mm-hmm. So, 
you have to play him probably is he gonna bust it's possible so I'm putting him in there so who would you audible off to if he does end up being hurt on that team you can't really audible I mean just in general would there be someone that if he he goes in with no injury designation you would pick Mm -hmm. gosh I don't put you on the spot yeah there's there's so many options there We'll let you think about it. We'll come back to you. We're like that. You're gonna be like that kid in high school that doesn't pay attention, and the teacher comes back to you at the end of the class. Hey, before I before we move on real quick, I want to talk about. I want to ask you guys one quick question. So I was looking at our keeper league, and uh, Drew actually has Allen Robinson. Okay, and he's playing me this week, and he has Tim Patrick on the bench. What are the? I think he should honestly play Tim Patrick over Allen Robinson. I know that's tough. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's not a terrible option. I don't, and Allen Robinson didn't even play today, so didn't even play in practice today, so. I, so I like me some Tim Patrick. Sunday comes. Hey, I'm just trying to help you out, Drew, and you're playing okay. me this week, so that's I'm telling not, you something. Yeah. So, I mean, the one thing I do look into is the fact that Green Bay has their top cornerback on the IR, so he's not going to be matched up with Jerry Alexander. So, in terms of matchup, he should be all right. I mean, it's just a matter of, does Matt Nagy let Justin Fields cook? Mm-hmm. That's what it comes down to. So, um, we'll see. I don't know. Um, all right, Steve, go with your first bust, buddy. first bust. I'm going to go with somebody that Drew picked as a boom last week. And that's Naeem Hines. I mean, he's projected at 12 points, no, 12.7 points. While they play Houston, they should get ahead early in that game because Houston's just so terrible. And it should be a Jonathan Taylor game. On top of that, Naeem Hines has this way of having one really good week each year, getting people really excited about him, and then shitting the bed for another three, four, five weeks before again producing. He did this last year. He did it week one last year. Everybody picked him up off of waivers. Uh, he did it in, like, week seven last year after everybody dropped him and picked him back up off waivers. So this should be a Jonathan Taylor game script. He should, again, Indy should be ahead early. And even in a game, well, I mean, I guess Indy was ahead most of the game against Baltimore um, up until Lamar led that incredible comeback he led. But uh, I, I think there's just a Jonathan Taylor game script all in all. Can't see Hines getting too much uh, play this week. And uh, each of the past two weeks, he's had less than 40% snap share uh, after having 45 or higher pretty much the rest of the season. So I'll take that. Uh, Drew, your opinion. and uh, Or not Drew, Kyle, I mean. Uh, your first bust and uh, whatever. My first bust this, year, or this week is going to be uh, Miles Sanders. So, like we said earlier, they're having, a, like, a very tough matchup. Um, I feel like they're going to be just passing the whole game. And I feel like if they're going to use any running back, it's going to be Kenneth Gainwell. Um, so, I mean, and he's, like, their pass down catching back. So, it makes it just makes sense. And Emmanuel Sa- or Miles Sanders is at 12.25 points this week. And I feel like he's probably not – probably maybe five 
Like I, I just don't think he's gonna get do much work. Honestly, what do you guys think? Uh, I think he's a frustrating, in a frustrating situation. It's like Nick Sirianni forgot he existed, and they just don't utilize him. So, I think anywhere else he's possible. You know, this is another guy just like Madison. If he gets exclusive, you know, share of the ball. Uh, he'd be fine, but I don't know. I don't know if Drew has a differing opinion or not. No, I mean, you can't blame it all on Nick Sirianni. I mean, I remember watching last week in their comeback. He, he caught a ball, and he needed to get out of bounds, and he just – it almost looked like he didn't attempt to get out of bounds, and they automatically took him out of the game, and it's like Nick Sirianni had to talk to him, like, what are you, what are you doing, you know? So I think he's having a little bit of struggling within himself as well. So, yeah, it's 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 been a rough road for him this year. I think there's uh, some confidence issues too, not only in like the coaching staff with him, but himself, because he he had some key drops a year ago, um, and he was kind he was basically their only running back last year, and he somehow lost reps to other running backs in that backfield. So, I, I think there might be a confidence issue as well with with Miles Sanders. So who knows. I think he has potential to be a number one somewhere, but so far he's choked in Philly. So uh, back into our booms. Boom number two for you, Kyle. Uh, boom number two, I think it's just going to be a big old comeback game this week for DJ Moore. Um, I, I don't think he can be held down for two weeks in a row. Let's just be honest. And they're playing Minnesota, and that's a very, very depleted secondary. So I feel like he's just going to eat. I think Sam Darnold is just going to throw him the long ball and hope for the best. I guess. I really love DJ Moore this week, but Sam Darnold's kind of hot. I mean, after like that really hot start to the season Sam Darnold had, he's really come back down to earth, uh, at least in fantasy oh, yeah. aspects. Uh, he's go- He went from, I don't know. Well, I guess I don't know. At least last week against Philly, a bad defense – he only threw for 177, and he threw three interceptions. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's a rough week if Sam Donald's your starter against a bad defense. I mean, yeah, but, I mean, one game. I mean, every other game he's thrown almost 300 yards or more. Yeah, I thought, you know? it, I thought it was more than that. I forgot that he really balled out against Dallas, even with two interceptions in that game. He had a really good fantasy game. Mm-hmm. And he, and he does rush, too. I mean, he does like to run a little bit, so possible if christian mccaffrey's back this week i think uh, i think that's a definite boom which i think signs tend towards mccaffrey to potentially being back i haven't seen a confirmation yes or no yet but uh i do think there's potential there uh my second boom is going to be leonard fournette of the tampa bay buccaneers i wanted to take him last week i put him in my honorable mentions and i didn't take him He's kind of solidified. He's definitely solidified himself as number one in this offense. I think uh, he surpassed Ronald Jones. He surpassed uh, pretty much anyone on that roster, whether it be Gio Bernard, even though he's a catching back, uh, Keyshawn Vaughn. I mean, he he's the bona fide number one, I think. I think Arians has confidence in him, and I think Brady has confidence in him now. Even with Gio Bernard getting a uh, receiving touchdown a week ago, um, you still had Fournette rush for 67 and a touchdown and have 43 through the air on four catches. So 
He's projected at 14.4 points, 19 to 20 points this game. Seems definitely doable. They're playing Philly. That defense isn't good. It's, I mean, it's better than it was a year ago, but still not good. There's going to be opportunities for him. So I'll, I'll, I'll take my boy Leonard um, and see where he rolls this week. Uh, pass this on to Drew. You got a, an opinion, or do you just want to hop into your next one? Um, I'd say, yeah, if there's a week that he's going to pop off and show that he truly can be the, you know, beat out Ronald Jones for that main role, I think this is it. This is his time to do it. So I don't have a problem with that. Fair enough. And uh, your second boom this week, then. My second boom for this week is going to be Jacoby Myers. He's projected for 14.63 points, and they're playing the Cowboys, which, yeah, sure, they have Trayvon Diggs catching interceptions, but that's... Only the best DB in football. Yeah, sure, but their fantasy points to wide receivers isn't great. And Jacoby Myers has been doing awesome. He's getting the targets. He's just not getting the touchdowns. And I think this week, you know, they're going to be throwing a lot more, and it's going to have to happen. So I think he has a really good chance to actually snag a touchdown this week, and boom. It kind of scares me that a week ago they were down pretty much that whole game to Houston, and he still only had five targets in that game. And Houston's defense is super sus compared to Dallas. Even though Dallas sucks, I don't think they're that great defensively. Houston's far worse. So, I mean, I I love Jacoby Myers. I think dude's going to be a bona fide stud. I'm just nervous that in a week where you were down the entire game against a bad defense, you get limited targets. You go against a better defense, what's that spell for you? But, I mean, at the same time, he had 12 targets against Houston. I get, or not Houston, uh, Tampa Bay. So, I don't know. I guess my I kind of contradict myself there. But, Kyle, do you have anything before we uh, go back through our busts with Drew here? No, I, I agree with you. Like, he's definitely a solid, like, he's going to be a stud someday here. But the only worry for him is just Mac Jones throwing on the ball. I mean, he still kind of looks shaky as, like, a rookie, you know what I mean? But, I mean, to say he might be a bust this week, or a boom this week at, 14 and a half points roughly he hasn't hit 20 yet all this year so i mean it's a risky move but i understand where he's coming from bounce back game go bounce back game uh your second bust though drew heading into to week uh, six so my second bust this week is going to be amari cooper 17.68 points versus the patriots uh i think the Patriots defense is going to be a little bit of a more lockdown this week and Amari Cooper has been a little bit shaky and I think it could go bad for him this week hmm. I think 15 points is a good cap for him that seems where where it seems to be like his cap right now he had 40 week one against Tampa where they were down that entire game and then five back-to-back weeks and then followed up with 15 points back-to-back weeks I mean they don't have Stephon Gilmore anymore what I guess. Anyway, though. McCourty, probably covering him, Devin McCourty. So I don't know. I I could go either way with Amari. He's he's a confusing player to watch. Kyle. Yeah, he he's just a really frustrating player to own. Um, I don't know if you've watched any of the Dallas games or not, but it seems like it just seems like Dak isn't looking his way first. You know what I mean? He's looking towards CD and Dalton Schultz before he looks at Amari. It seems like Amari Cooper is just kind of like an escape valve 
for Dak Prescott this year, which is kind of odd because Mark Coop is probably a talent – Talent-wise, he's probably like the number one wide receiver in that well, offense. I'd say C.D. Lamb's close, but Cooper's still Cooper. You know what I mean? Amari's still getting that that wide receiver one. No, like he, he's still no known as that wide receiver one. I think, and he's still getting that top DB on him every game. So, yeah. you know, as much as we want to talk about how he's the second, third option uh, when Dak goes through progressions, it's it's because he has each team's top defensive back on him, regardless more than likely, and uh, outside of the Tampa... It, it, so in, Tampa, in the Tampa Bay game, it seemed like he uh, Carlton Davis was on Amari to start the game, and then after CD had that huge first half, he went over to CD, and Amari popped off in the second half, so... I mean, it, it's a lot of matchup here, too, so... Maybe McCoy sticks with it, or even J.C. Jackson. J.C. Jackson's no slouch in New England, so... I guess we'll see going forward. Um... My second bust, though, uh, I'm going to go with Cole Beasley. He's at 15.7 week points going into this week. I know it's kind of sus, you know, putting any a single uh, Buffalo player on the bust list. But outside of week three against Washington and week one against Pittsburgh, he hasn't hit double-digit points, and he's only gone, gone above five points once in the other three weeks. So uh, his role has diminished in this offense since they've acquired Emmanuel Sanders, and Dawson Knox is getting a lot more looks than he is. So as much as I, I personally love Cole Beasley, I mean, he's a white slot receiver making us white guys feel good. Uh, the next Julian Edelman maybe, but uh, no. Nah, um, no, I mean, he's, he's just... Not like the- He's not like the black cream hunt. He's not hunt, like right? the black cream hunt, no. But he just isn't getting the target share. He's not getting the snap share. And Emmanuel Sanders, Dawson Knox, and even Zach Moss, for some reason, got a big catch last week. I mean, Zach Moss, who's their goal line running back, had like a 20-yard catch a week ago. So I think Beasley's role continues to diminish. Emmanuel Sanders is balled out for him as their, their wide receiver, too. And uh, they still have Steph Diggs. So I, I don't see his numbers being anywhere close to 15 this week. 10 might be a great week for him. So I'll take Beasley. I don't know if you guys want to chime in or not. No, I, I agree. Uh, he's like the fourth, maybe even fifth option in that offense. So 10 would be a good cap for him, I'd say. Yep. Emmanuel Sanders has slowly taken over his role, so... Yeah, I can see that happening for sure. Fair enough. Uh, your boom here now, or well, sorry, your bust here, Kyle. Before we get into our last round of booms. <clears throat> All right, uh, I got a bust here. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins this week. So I know it kind of sounds crazy, but uh, the matchup just isn't really doing it for me. Um, they play a pretty decent Cleveland team. I mean, they do kind of shut down the wide receivers a little bit. Um, Kyler Murray didn't have a good week last week. Um, And, I mean, I just feel like this is going to be a bust for DeAndre Hopkins this week. Speaking of Kyler, he did uh, appear on the injury report this week with a right shoulder injury, which is his throwing arm. Kind of a big issue. Mm -hmm. Um, He was limited today. Can't say he'll play, can't say he won't play, but definitely something to watch. So 
I don't think that's necessarily out of the realm of possibilities for a bust, but um, he will he will have Denzel Ward the entire game, who's known to really shut any receiver down. So I don't know if Drew wants to, to uh, chime in before you go back through bust or booms. Um, yeah, I mean, DeAndre Hopkins has been so good, well, not really this year, but over his career. And if I think if Kyler Murray doesn't have injury designation going into the game, I think with that pass rush that the Browns have, he's really going to have to rely on DeAndre Hopkins this week. Mm-hmm. So as long as he doesn't go into the injury designation, I think he would probably still have to start him because he's going to be relying on him because he's the number one guy that he knows is going to catch the ball. So I guess it just depends on Kyler for now for this week. Fair enough. Yep. Uh, that means we're heading to the end of our bust. Our last bust. Or our last boom, I mean. Pardon me. I was looking at right, my uh, bet slips. So. Uh, all right. So I'll piggyback off here. And uh, my last boom, we actually kind of mentioned him a little bit ago with uh, one of your booms. And, or bust, Steve, uh, with Cole Beasley. I'm going to go with Dawson Knox this week. So I... He's obviously integrated as a part of this offense. I'd even I'd even venture to say he's the number two target in this offense, passing-wise. I mean, last three weeks, he's been put over 15 points a week, and his projection this week is 11.9 points. I feel if he just finds the end zone one time, he's going to pursue that and have a 15, 18-point game this week. So what do you guys think? I'll let Drew go before I... Uh before I hop in uh, yeah it's kind of tough because he he really has been kind of touchdown dependent I mean he's <clears throat> he's going to start getting the targets because he's showing that he can do well with it is it going to happen this week I don't know but I mean it really doesn't matter as long as he's getting the touchdowns anyway so I guess Yeah, I mean he was 4 for 3 last week with 117, 117. yards so <laughs> That's four targets, though. That's not going to happen every week. I mean, yeah, but the week before he had eight, five. Like, I don't know. I, I, I just feel like he's, like, an integrated part of this offense now. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. If they, I'm, I'm saying he's shown that he can, so if they give it to him, then for sure he can be a boom. It's just are they going to do it? Right. Let it take four years. I mean, this is only a second year of – being in the NFL, so... It felt like four years. You tried. Um, first off... Years. First off, Kyle, it's funny you bring up Dawson Knox because I originally, originally had him as a boom. And did I sub- I did, and then I subbed him out before I sent you my message with Tim uh, Patrick. I I, mess- I swapped him out for Tim Patrick, and I had Emmanuel Sanders also as a uh, honorable mention who I'm going to actually bring up as my next boom. Um... But first off, before I get in there, Dawson Knox, yeah, I mean, he's kind of taken over the red zone area for Buffalo, I feel like. Um, He's not making Josh Allen have to rush for touchdowns. He's getting open kind of like uh, Dalton Schultz is doing in in Dallas. So, I mean, if you waited for a tight end in your drafts, you got this guy on on a waiver wire, good for you, because they've balled so far this season in the past, I don't know, month. So... Like I said, it's funny you bring him up because I had him on there until the last second when I sent my list over and I swapped him out for Tim Patrick. But since I gave you James Robinson, I'm actually going uh, Emmanuel Sanders for my next boom. 
or my last boom, I guess. Um, double-digit points each of the past three weeks. He's projected at 13.2 this week against Tennessee, whose defense has been subpar this year. Uh, they haven't been the same defense that... I mean, they were a good defense a year ago, it felt like, or a better defense than they are now. And uh, I, I think he's pretty much... Right now, he's like a perfect combination with Steph Diggs. Uh, you can line him up in the slot or spread him out wide. He can run whatever route you want, and he's been efficient in Buffalo. So um, 13 points seems a bit low for him. I think 18 is easy, easily reachable for this week. Um, but more than likely, this is probably he, that's probably where he's going to hit. He's going to hit 13, and I'm not going to get any points out of this, but he's going to have a solid week for you no matter what. So I'll pass this on. Um, I'll start with Kyle. Do you have any thoughts on this? And we'll head over to Drew after that for his final uh, boom. No, no, I totally agree with you. Like, I mean, they're going to pass heavy hard at the beginning of this game just because it's Tennessee. So they're going to try and rack up points as much as they can. So I I agree. Like, him and Dawson Knox and Diggs are probably going to probably pop off this week. What do you think, Drew? Yeah, I, I it's it's possible. You know, he, he took over that spot that Cole Beasley had last year, and you know, been better. How much they're passing it could easily happen. Fair enough. So what, we have Drew's last boom, and we have what one more bus to go through after that. Yep. All right. So Drew, your last boom then. All right. So kind of going with my theme for my first boom of the week. Of the week, I'm gonna go with Robert Woods. At, Projected at 15.31 points. He's playing the Giants. Like I said, I think the Rams are going to be steamrolling him. And Robert Woods is that kind of guy that he's not just a deep route guy. He's the guy that comes across the middle. He'll get the, the little random rushes throughout the game. And if there's a wide receiver that's going to do super well during a blowout, it's going to be Robert Woods. So I can see it happening. Can we just appreciate the amount of separation that he was creating on those catches though it was nuts there wasn't anybody within like 10 yards of him it was just beautiful bobby trees is a baller and people need to start putting respect on his name i mean he, he got stuck on some shitty teams in buffalo he finally went out to, to la and he's had a good he's you know so far he's been good so i love me some bobby trees um i love that pick a lot giants 15 points 20 points out of bobby you know, Robert Woods doesn't seem totally unreasonable. It seems like easily, you know, money in the bag type situation. So I love that pick a lot. So uh, one more bust, right. bring him back home. Yep. So my final bust for this week is going to be Kadarius Tony against the Rams. He's projected for 12.97 points, and Sterling Shepard's going to be back this week. Probably. Darius Slayton could even possibly be back. I'm not sure yet. But if they're both back, I don't get me wrong, I do think that Kadarius Tony is a better wide receiver than Darius Slayton. But I don't know if the Giants think that yet. Mm-hmm. So if they are both back, then I can see Kadarius Tony going back to the the food chain there. So yeah. This guy is about to have like top wide receiver of the week points a week ago 
until he decided to throw a punch. I mean, he was balling. He had 31 points when he got ejected last week. He had 10 for 189. Didn't even have a touchdown. But he had 10 receptions. And that's the thing with Kadarius Tony. He's going to be that gadget guy. Kind of like everybody thought Rondale Moore was going to be every game in Arizona. But Joe Judge utilized him a lot these past two weeks. So, um, I think it's tough to call him a bust. I think he, I think about 10 points where he ends up, give or take, 9 points. Um, I mean, I, I've seen some some sites project him as high as like 17 points this week, which seems super high. But uh, I mean, I, based I, on injury, you know what I mean? He does have an like, ankle injury. He has an injury. It's like, you can't, I just can't trust him. People no. are going to think, oh, yep, throw him in because he did so well last week that you really just can't. I, me personally, especially if Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton come back. I absolutely I agree. Don't. I think he's a yeah, but, higher claim, though. So. Yeah, the only the only way you're really going to start him this week is if you got bye weeks and you got to play somebody, like throw him in a flex if you have nobody else. I mean, that's a good option. He's going to get a couple targets, so you know what I mean? I, I think he's... He's bound to break one off too because he's got some good speed. So he's, good he's, speed he's, separation. He's yes. bound to be, you know, potentially a Robbie Anderson type situation where he's only going to get one catch. But guess what? That one catch he's going to net you seventy-five yards in a tutty. So mm-hmm. there's always that that opportunity. And you know, I I do like this bust this week. Now to think about it, if Mike Glennon is starting, how much can we trust any New York Giant? That's true. So yeah. that that makes a little more sense now that I think about it. Um. So I appreciate you, Drew. You make me think, even when I'm drunk. And who knows? He <laughs> might just throw a hand and get ejected. So Yeah, again, like I said, this, this guy was balling a week ago against Dallas. And 31 points. I mean, he, you know, people still happy if you started him a week ago. But 31 points, this dude could have had 35, 40 points easy. Yeah, yeah you never know. Jalen Ramsey could just start lipping off and he just knocks him out. You know Jalen likes to talk shit, too. So. Yeah. So that could be some fireworks there. Um, since, uh, actually, hold on. Your last bust there, buddy. Yeah, I was trying to remember my last bust I needed to pick. I can tell you who it was. Well, I was trying to make sure I didn't pick the one you picked. No, you're good. Um, yeah, I was going to take AJ Brown, but you have him on your list to spoil that for you. Um... I'm really torn on this. I think A.J. Brown does bust, and I know you're picking him. So, again, I'm going to be the guy that audibles and takes somebody else. And I'm torn between Tyler Lockett because he has Geno Smith throwing to him and Marquise Hollywood Brown because he's going to have Asante Samuel Jr. on him, who's been a really good DB his rookie year so far. Um, I think um, I think Hollywood's too big play. I think he's gonna. I think, I think he's he, able to blow past him regardless. I think I might go Tyler Lockett. I told you, my, I, I told you OBJ originally. I'm gonna completely. I think change you my should name. go. With, I think you should go with OBJ. I think Beckham's like the bitch route. You know, he's guaranteed mm-hmm. to bust because he's oh. a fucking scrub. Steve, in your points predicament right now, you could probably take those. Yeah, I could take those, but I'm gonna go Tyler Lockett. <laughs> Because he has Geno Gino Superstar Smith throwing him the ball this week. 
And outside of the first two weeks this year, Tyler Lockett hasn't produced much of anything. Um, he produced 30 points and 36 points the first two weeks. Then 7 points, 6 points, 10 points. And they have Pittsburgh this week in Pittsburgh. Not that Pittsburgh defense is any good, or at least they haven't been. But you have Geno Smith throwing the, you the ball. So I'm not too confident in Tyler Lockett, but knowing me, he's going to catch every ball thrown his way. He's going to get eight targets, and he's going to get 75 and a touchdown. So I'll take I'll take Tyler Lockett, but I know it's it's going to come back to bite me in the ass. Yeah, I, I, I don't agree with that, but I think you should definitely take these eight points and go Odell. But, I mean, This is the hey, big Odell pop-off watch. Yeah, you're right. That might happen. Yeah, three years ago. He played okay last week. Let's just put that out there. He didn't do terrible. So. But it's the fact yeah. that he has Baker Mayfield throwing in the ball, who mm-hmm. is still injured, and I don't trust uh, him. And you have David and Joku popping off 80 yard tutties. <laughs> Alright, so uh, that leaves us one more bust, and that's yours, Kyle. We, uh, well, you kind of already spoiled that, oh, douche. But, but well. it's uh, A.J. Brown. So, I mean, Steve, I know, is already on board with this pick. Um, Tennessee, I mean, you know they got a bad matchup against Buffalo this week. So, I mean, Trayvon Diggs. Trayvon Diggs doesn't play for uh, Buffalo, buddy. That's Tredavious White. Oh, Tredavious, yeah. Gosh, it's I'm the one late. that's drunk here. Yeah, you're right. <clears throat> but, no. but anyway, A.J. Brown, he's going to have a bust week this week. I mean, if the only way I could see him actually doing well is if Julio Jones does come back, that would alleviate some of the pressure from him. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, still you got Ryan Tannehill who looks – not that great so far this year throwing him the ball and you got Derrick Henry that's getting like you said 30 touches a game so and if AJ is playing you're still going to have safety help over the top mm-hmm. you're going to have I mean Buffalo's secondary is just disgusting Levi Wallace doesn't get enough credit I don't think but Trey White uh, Micah Hyde really good defense and really AJ Brown's busted every week outside of week one where he snuck by without busting by half of a point. So, no. I, I mean, I was, on, I was on board with that, and then you took him from me. And since I'm a nice guy, you owe me one for next week now. If the next time we have somebody, uh, I get that pick. But, uh, no, I agree. I'll tell you what, if OBJ busts and Tyler Lockett pops, we'll talk. <laughs> Which is going to happen, just wait. So I don't know if Drew wants to, to jump in on that, that A.J. Brown train or we just want to wrap it up. Oh, well, I don't know. I, it seems like the game script might lean towards him needing to pass. It just depends on if Derrick Henry gets going early or not. But, I mean, Derrick Henry's going to get his regardless. It's just, you know, if, they're, if they do end up needing to pass more, it's hard to call A.J. Brown a bust as he's the lone soldier back there. Well, every but game I mean, they've needed him to. So, you know, it's it's tough. Where people drafted him, and you, 